water is not a good conductor of electricity. It is in fact an electrical insulator. In order to conduct electricity, water must contain ions to carry charge, yet the conductivity of such an electrolyte is still relatively low. At the Czech Academy of Sciences in Prague, scientists seem to have acquired the Midas touch, or at least the closest thing to it. Welcome, or welcome back to Curiously Scientific. My name is Inika, and I host monthly segments breaking down recent scientific breakthroughs. In today's episode, we will discuss the transformation of water to metal as well as the phenomenon of false memory. Insulating metals can in principle be made metallic by applying pressure. Atoms or molecules can be squeezed together so tightly that they begin to share their outer electrons, which can then travel and conduct electricity as they would in a chunk of copper or iron. In the case of pure water, this is estimated to require a pressure of 48 megabar, which is beyond the current experimental capabilities and may only exist in the interior of large planets like Uranus and Neptune or in stars. Chungworth, one of the scientists behind this achievement, suspected that water could become conductive in an alternative way by borrowing electrons from alkali metals. These reactive elements in the, group, in the first group of the periodic table, which includes sodium and potassium, tend to donate their outermost electrons. Chungworth and his colleague, Phil Mason, had already managed to achieve this result on ammonia last year, when they managed to make it shiny under certain conditions. The problem with water is that it reacts violently and explosively with alkali metals. The solution was to design an experimental setup that would dramatically slow the reaction so that it would not be explosive. Inside a vacuum chamber, the researchers exposed a drop of sodium-potassium alloy to a small amount of water vapor, which began to condense on its surface. The electrons liberated from the alkali metals dissolved in the layer of water on the surface faster than the chemical reaction that would result in the explosion. There were sufficient number of them to overcome the critical limit for the formation of a conduction band and thus gave rise to a metallic water solution, which in addition to the electrons also contained dissolved alkali cations and chemically formed hydroxide and hydrogen. The study of the researchers at IOCB Prague and their colleagues not only shows that metallic water can be prepared under terrestrial conditions, but it also provides a detailed characterization of the spectroscopic properties connected to this beautiful golden metallic sheen. Next, we discuss breakthroughs in this field of false memory, which refer to cases in which people remember events differently from the way they happen, or in the most dramatic case, remember events that never happened at all. False memory can be very vivid and held with high confidence, and it can be difficult to convince someone that the memory in question is wrong. To understand how and why these memories arise, scientists at MIT have been trying to implant false memories in the brain of mice and draw conclusions that will help us fully grasp this phenomenon. They also found that many of the neurological traces of these memories are identical in nature to those of authentic memories. Whether it's a false or genuine memory, the brain's neural mechanisms underlying the recall of the memory is the same, says Susumo Tonegawa, a professor of biology and neuroscience. Episodic memories are memories of experiences that are made of associations of several elements, including objects, space, and time. These associations are encoded by chemical and physical changes in neurons, as well as modifications to the connections between those neurons. The position of these connections, or n-grams, in the brain has been a mystery for a long time, with the top contender being the temporal lobe, including an area known as the hippocampus. To prove or disprove this hypothesis, 
scientists needed to show that activating specific groups of hippocampal cells is enough to produce and recall memories. To achieve that, Tonikawa's lab turned to optogenetics, which is a new technology that allows cells to be selectively turned off or on using light. The researchers engineered mouse hippocampal cells to express the gene for channel rhodopsin, a protein that activates neurons when stimulated by light. They also modified the gene so that channel rhodopsin would be produced whenever the CFOS gene, a gene necessary for memory formation, was turned on. To conduct this experiment, the researchers placed the mice in a chamber, A. As the mice explored this chamber, the memory cells were labeled with channel rhodopsin. The next day, the mice were placed in a very different chamber, B. After a while, these mice were given a mild foot shock. At the same instant, light was used to activate the cells encoding the memory of chamber A. On the third day, the mice were placed back into chamber A, where they now froze in fear. A false memory had been incepted. The mice feared the memory of chamber A, because when the shock was given in chamber B, they were reliving the memory of being in chamber A. Moreover, that false memory appeared to compete with the genuine memory of chamber B. The researchers found that the mice also froze in chamber B, but not nearly as much as mice whose memory had not been meddled with. That is all for this week's episode. Remember to like and follow. Check out our website, thesciencebehind.net, or find us on Twitter and Facebook at the.sciencebehind.